I'm Karen McMahon with Pig Health Today, and I'm visiting with Dr. Chris Rodemaker. He's a veterinarian with Iowa State University. Can you tell me why we've seen such an increase in sow mortalities in the U.S. herd? I think really what we've seen is a kind of a stair-stepping of elevated mortality. Probably started, oh, it started in the early 90s. You know, we were probably running three to five percent on good farms. Then it just started to creep up to say, well, 5% was good, and then maybe 8 to 10% was good in the early 2000s. But what we've probably really seen over the last 10 years is a, uh, a really large increase in sow mortality overall, where now you've probably got farms and systems where maybe a good one is 10%, and the industry average might be closer to 15 to 18%. So much higher over very really a relatively short time period and obviously there's major production concerns but also some animal well-being concerns about that kind of sow mortality as well. So what are the uh, the causes of sow mortality? I think there's a couple of different buckets that they really fall into. I think when when you do industry type databases and you talk to veterinarians and producers they would probably say that sow lameness is um, probably the the number one bucket. There's a lot of attention and we've been doing some work at the Iowa Pork Industry Center on looking at sow prolapses. That is probably one that's really increased over the last five to seven years. Lameness is probably still the biggest one and there's lots of different questions or concerns why that, that might be. Uh, I would say probably one reason that most people would maybe see about it is just the fact that we probably lost our uh, focus on selecting animals uh, you know, for good confirmation, good structure. Uh, you know, as you start breeding for, for one trait, which, you know, we've been really as an industry breeding heavily for high litter sizes, increased weaning weights, probably haven't looked at the, the individual sow as much. And when we moved away from natural mating to artificial insemination, now we're no longer putting a heavy bore on top of those uh, breeding females. So we probably allowed ourselves to have animals that didn't have as good conformation or structure in. And I think what we've seen with that is we probably have animals that wouldn't have made it into the herd 10 to 20 years ago that are now. They don't have very good structure and even in the housing systems that we have today, both in group housing and individual housing, we're seeing higher incidences of lameness and feet and leg problems. And what that really winds up being is either early calls or in some cases when the animals go down, the producers uh, in the interest of the animal's health and well-being have to euthanize her and that winds up as sow mortality. What are they able to do now to uh, alleviate some of these lameness issues? Yeah. It's probably a multifactorial problem. In some cases there may be infectious problems, some cases it may just be due to that poor conformation. Uh, for the infectious causes, I think what we've seen in several instances, uh, talking to veterinarians and producers, if they spend a lot of time really going through the gestation barns after feeding, trying to identify those animals early on, maybe that just have a, a cut or a scratch on their leg, and getting those animals treated proactively, uh, I think when people have done that, they've very consistently seen a decrease in sow mortality, and I think a lot of that has to do is they're just catching the infections really early. Those minor scratches and cuts turn into more severe, severe problems, and by the time it gets recognized, the damage to the joints has already been done. Thus, the animal winds up either dying or having to be euthanized uh, because they can't get up to, to uh, get to feed and water. And regarding the uh, prolapses, um, I know there's been quite a bit of focus on that. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about it? The Iowa Pork Industry Center, which is a collaboration between uh, the swine people that work in vet med and uh, uh, animal science and engineering, uh, we were granted a, a, a funding from the National Pork Board to, to kind of do a survey. So 
we went out and, and were able to recruit 104 commercial sow farms across 15 different states. And really the goal with that is to try to go in, look at their different uh, you know, genetics, look at different housing types, size of farms, management, nutrition, all those sorts of things. And we've gotten all that survey data now. Now we're in the process of um, cleaning up the data and running the statistical analysis, hopefully to find out some root causes. There's lots of different theories out there, certainly about it, and uh, we're hoping that's what the survey tool will help kind of narrow that down for us. You know, there's a lot of questions about different genetic lines. There's questions about mycotoxins in the feed. Does that potentially contribute to it? I have a question about the role that guilt selection and preparation plays in sow mortality. I believe we probably moved away from doing a real good job of selecting and a lot of times that's because uh, a lot of uh, larger farms or systems have internalized their multiplication so they're no longer buying animals externally so it feels like the the guilt selection piece of that's a little bit of a lost art I mean we make sure that you know they're good uh, breeding age and that they have plenty of teats to be successful in lactation but we probably lost a little bit of the art about guilt selection you know it's it's something that has to really be trained you know and We've got people in that maybe didn't, weren't raised around hogs and didn't do judging in 4-H and FFA where they learned some of those skills to evaluate pigs, you know. So it just feels like it's a lost art. So I believe there's, a, there's certainly a role in that. Now, consequently, to be able to select the best ones, that means you're going to raise some gilts that you aren't going to use uh, in, the, in, the, in the herd. So there's a cost to doing that too, teaching people how to do a better job of, of selecting those gilts at selection time hopefully with the idea of having better feet and legs and then thus reducing lameness and sow mortality. Are there any other causes of sow mortality that um, have been on the increase? Yeah, you know, when we look at it by subcategory, unfortunately, uh, kind of the three major ones are uh, lameness. Uh, we have a pretty good idea about that. Prolapses would be another one. But there's probably 30 to 40% of them that just die for unknown causes. and. And it's really difficult to do necropsies on large animals uh, eat, it, and tougher to train the farm staff to do some of that preliminary stuff. Uh, I think it's probably dependent, you know, during the hot summer months, you get probably get some that you lose to heat stress. Uh, there's some of them that just die due to a gastric ulcer or a splenic, tor a splenic twist or a twist in the stomach. But if they look at those type of mortalities, it doesn't really look like that's changed over. It's kind of like they've all kind of gone up together. The one that's probably gone up the most over the last you know five to seven years has been uh, prolapses if you break all those different ones out so that's uh, that's the reason why we were able to get the funding to be able to really take a deeper dive into that to hopefully come up with some reasons why.